On May 2nd, UCSB students and community members gathered under Stork Tower to hold an open discussion about recent unjust killings of black people by the police. The discussion opened up talk about how non-black allies can support the black community. One way an organizer pointed out how white community members should be able to participate in IV community service district meetings in order to take the burden off of black people to deal with all the work required to bring about alternative policing practices. Another discussion centered around how people's perspectives have changed given the difficulty of getting through the pandemic for marginalized communities. The protests didn't see a large turnout, but that sparked a conversation about remaining an active organizer and supporter of the movement for racial equity in black lives. One of the lead organizers, Kayla Bowens, pointed out how there was a large turnout following the killing of George Floyd last year. However, she urged everyone in attendance to continue supporting the movement with more black people continuing to lose their lives due to police violence. I spoke with Kayla and her fellow organizer, Lillian Cheeks, about the March in Solidarity with black lives and the need to organize and continue the movement. So what brings you guys out today and what led to the organization of this march? Um, we've kind of been talking about it for a while. I feel like every time another person gets killed, I kind of just cry for a while and I was tired of crying. So we kind of were just like, okay, now's the time. Like another person has been murdered. It's time to do what we can, at least where we are. Yeah, I think we definitely are moving past like the anger and trying to figure out what we could do to like make a difference, hopefully start a conversation within IV and yeah, advocate for change. I then asked about what changes can be made within the Isla Vista community. Um, within Isla Vista, kind of what people were talking about, like it's great that you're here, but how are you talking to your people at home, your housemates, your neighbors? Are you actually calling them out? Like, why aren't they here right now? Like, why aren't they participating? So just doing what you can, like, an interpersonal level. Yeah, I think pushing past performance, performative, performative, performance activism and actually advocating and actually wanting to make a change and actually seeing problems that are going on within our own community and on a larger scale and really just actually wanting to make a difference, I guess you could say. And then on the larger scale, then on the larger scale, um, I think it's important to remember that this does boil down to the foundation of the United States and other countries. Um, but we can't really expect to see any monumental changes unless we rebuild the system from the ground up, um, and not just relying on social media or any other types of media to um, promote accountability. I guess you could say. We then talked about the impact of Derek Chauvin's trial for the murder of George Floyd, and the two organizers believed that it was a small step forward, but that more still needs to be done in terms of finding accountability and peace for the families who had lost their loved ones due to unjust police killings. Yeah, I definitely think there's a lot more work to be done, and I think it can be kind of alarming seeing so many people consider it justice. Um, when it's really just accountability and in reality, um, given that he's white and given that this was a huge trial, um, we shouldn't be surprised if we see that he gets released early even though he was convicted of all three charges. 
Um, and I think this is honestly like the smallest step that could have yeah, be taken. Yeah. Like he's in prison, gonna get released early. George Floyd's daughter still doesn't have a dad. Um, his life is gone. Like Derek Chauvin going to jail. Like what does what does that really do for us? Like great, he's off the streets, but it's just because it was in the media and because people witnessed his murder. And even with people witnessing those eight minutes, some people still were like defending the police and that yeah. says a lot because we sat there and we watched him be murdered and people are still like well he had drugs it was the carbon carbon dioxide or carbon monoxide yeah. like it's just everything says a lot yeah i think um oh i think um this is an important step but it's i wouldn't necessarily say it's pivotal given that because he experienced or because his case got so much attention and was the start of all these uprisings that it it makes sense that the court followed through with convicting him um but there's so many other people that have been murdered since then before then even today whose names will never be said and who won't receive the same publicity so they probably won't their murders will probably still be walking still be on the job I mean, Breonna's Taylor, Brown Taylor's killer is writing a tell-all book, so. Yeah. And the fact that they enough. have supporters and fans and people that are willing to post bail for them and raise millions of dollars to support them definitely makes it not, it doesn't really seem like it's something to celebrate necessarily. To end our talk, they ended addressing the turnout at the protest and pushing for an awareness of justice as opposed to accountability. If you weren't here, ask yourself why not. Um, I would say if you want to be an activist, know that it's not a one and done thing and that you're going to have to continue advocating for people of color's lives just as they will for the rest of their life. Um, yeah, And also be cognizant of the difference between justice and accountability. Thank you to organizers Kayla Bowens and Lillian Cheeks for allowing KCSB News to cover the march and for speaking with me. With KCSB News, I'm Aubrey Valerio.